2: They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at
1: 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW route. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The mayor started his day very early at home, very often by having breakfast with one of his commissioners or some official. He also had a telephone in his car, a two-way radio telephone, and he had a a little makeshift desk in his car, and at one time he had a dictaphone in his car, so that he was busy all the way downtown. There was a surprise almost every minute. And... uh, Some of the things were fantastic. Some of them were beautiful. Some of them were very exciting. Some of them were horrible. (laughs) The mayor was a very impatient person when a file was missing. Sometimes, well, you just felt as though the place was going to fall apart. Very often, the file couldn't be found. I even called up the mayor's tailor one day and found a file that was in his pocket when he had sent his suit over to the tailors to be pressed.
3: I was no match for him. He, uh, he knew parliamentary procedure. He knew how to uh, deal with matters. And I uh, uh, more than ever... James J. Lyon.
4: Then and now, our president of the Bronx was a friend of Feroz, even though they were political foes.
3: I remember one matter that uh, I was interested in, and he was annoyed that morning on something. And he said, I'll take care of you. So he moved it. He moved my matter. And uh, then they all voted it down, nobody voting for it but myself. Then he moved to reconsider it, and I thought maybe he'd change his heart. And instead of that, after reconsideration, he moved it again. And same procedure. They voted it down with nobody voting for myself. So I said, What do you have to do a thing like that twice for? He said, I'm doing it twice, he said, because now you can't bring it up. It was killed twice and it's killed forever. He was a great fellow for going to, to fires. How regal You see this little fellow in his rubber coat and
5: his tin hat, and he really had a wonderful time at the fires, but he did get into people's way. However, the important thing was that he was at the fire thereby demonstrating to the public that he was watching what was going on and wasn't afraid to share with the regular firemen the hazards of their calling.
4: Fiorello had to fight hard to keep his job as mayor, particularly in 1941, when he was elected to his last of three terms at City Hall. Haraf Burley tells how he
3: fought. Well, a campaigner, Firo, Firo was one of the men who had absolutely no illusions. He used to say, I can demagogue and I can argue, uh, but uh, you can't campaign on the streets of New York as though you were in a Columbia classroom. In general, he always began with some problem that was directly related to the precise block or district in which he was. He knew the the entire city of New York from Staten Island to the Westchester Line, and uh, not only what went on in each part of it, but what the racket was in that section, too. It would be three or four sentences of almost hesitating soft speech, followed by a crash line that went right into consciousness.
2: Now, you have the right to ask me, Mr. Mayor, what do you mean by a system? I mean... A close political machine. A machine that has the power... to reach his hand out... and select an individual and say... you're the candidate. And this person... regardless of how he may feel individually... but knowing full well... that any office that he has held has been through... The same machine has no choice in the matter but to accept. And then this machine wages an effective campaign in his behalf, and he is elected. And then this machine, with a cold eye, looks at him after election and says, "We selected you. We elected you. The picture is in the paper." You're on the front page. Who are you? You're nothing. You're nobody. You're it all to us.
5: He was uh, uh, a fellow who who had uh, inner convictions about his own destiny that were amazing. Once more,
4: Ed Cossie. Uh,
5: he believed in breaks. He believed in uh, lucky corners. And uh, in his campaign, he, he, would, uh, he would think that... Uh, That if he'd missed a meeting, for instance, at 116th Street and Lexington Avenue on the eve of election on the lucky corner, he would be defeated.
3: Well, President Lyons, he was always against that machine, politics and tin horns and clubhouse loafers and all that sort of thing. Uh, I uh, said to him, uh, why you say you're not a politician? I said, you're a master. But he had to tax something. He had to get something that had uh, good uh, news value.
4: Fero almost lost the 1941 mayoralty campaign to Bill O'Dwyer.
3: The truth is there
5: were no great issues at all in that campaign. Now, what issue could you have against a man like LaGuardia? It was a popularity contest. Just political blah, blah. It was just down to that level. That 1941 campaign had nothing in the nature of a of a basic uh, criticism of Fiorello LaGuardia or his administration. Fiorello, one day, uh, was in the marketplace uptown, New York. I think it was around 125th Street. He picked up a head of cabbage and he said, "It looks like my opponent." (laughs) That was. Fiorello and anyone that would take offense at a thing like that just didn't belong in politics to begin with.
4: ODwyer lost in 41, but came back to beat Newborn Morris in the Morality Campaign of 1945. During the war, Fiorello had tried again to get back into service, but it didn't work out. However, he did help the war effort as National Director of Civil Defense. Mrs. Eleanor Roosevelt tells us of one incident.
0: I was asked to serve under him as assistant director in charge of women's activities when civilian defense was organized. And I took with him uh, one trip, the first trip to the coast, uh, when there were rumors that the coast was going to be attacked. Um, I was amused on that trip because Uh, The rumors came to us uh, During the night and they came and told me about them because I hadn't gone to bed and he had and I had to wake him up Everybody else was afraid to wake him up to ask him uh, if uh, Los Angeles Airport was closed uh, What he wanted to do? And his answer was that I was to get off at the next stop and find out where the attacks were supposed to be, and we would go right there. (laughs) And so oh, oh, I went and discovered that the rumors of attack were not very well substantiated.
4: After the war, Fiorello spent some of his last months of his life as Director General of UNRWA, the United Nations Relief and Rehabilitation Administration. Again... His most useful tool was his irrepressible tongue.
5: If
2: I've accomplished anything, it's simply to try to pull up
5: when I saw things going down.
2: I can assure you it was all in a day's work. And perhaps, I think you'll all believe this, if I had deliberated. Perhaps I wouldn't have said some of the things that I do say and shall continue to say from time to time. So any time I may say something, you know that it's mine and that no one studied about it and considered it and then gave it to me.
4: This has
3: been part one of The Little Giant of Gotham, the story of Fiorello LaGuardia a biography in sound. Part two follows in a moment after a station identification.
4: New York, New York, oh, what a charming city. The poet Carl Sandberg. On Broadway, the Bowery, he rambled up and down in highways and byways resolved to see the town. And as he went, he sang this song. Now isn't it a pity that I should stay away so long from this delightful city. New York, New York. Oh, uh, what a charming city.
2: Uh, you may have heard that this great metropolis of seven and a half million is perhaps too large or too busy to be hospitable. You'll find that that is not true. You'll find that we're just the same kind of folks that you've left back home, whether in the west in the south or in the north or up in New England. You'll find real folks here in New York.
4: Pierre LaGuaria was born in Greenwich Village New York City. Yet he knew whereof he spoke when he talked about the rest of the country. His parents were immigrants, not long arrived. His father from Italy, his mother from Trieste. His father, Achille, was a man of culture, a musician and a composer. Not long after Fiorella was born, his father was appointed a bandmaster in the United States Army. Then the family started on the move, first to upstate New York, to South Dakota, and to Wiffle Barracks, Arizona, near Prescott. There were three children, Fiorello, Richard,